Hello and welcome to The Catalyst. I'm your host, Kanchi Thiel, the founder of Inca Projects. Our mission is to be the catalyst for conversations and businesses that are purpose-driven and stand true to their values. In this podcast, we will speak with experts, change makers and leaders to talk about what the future of business ecosystems looks like. We will talk to those that intend to challenge the status quo and change the way the world at large functions. We hope our discussions and stories inspire you and make you think about how you can create positive change in your life. Today, I will be speaking with Manini Mehrotra Bhalla, who is currently the Senior Manager of Marketing and Communications at Nika, one of India's leading beauty and fashion destinations. There, she's responsible for influencer marketing, consumer and lifestyle PR for Nika Beauty and K-Beauty. With over 13 years of experience across the PR, communications, and media sales industry under her belt, Manini started her career with leading television networks, including NDTV and Sony Entertainment Television. She then moved on to pursue her calling in the field of public relations and communications for fashion and luxury brands. Welcome, Manini. I am beyond thrilled to be chatting with you today. Uh, thank you so much, Kanchi, and thanks for having me on this session. I'm uh, really, really hoping that I'm able to add some sort of value for our listeners who are going to be tuning in or who will take out time from their precious schedules to listen to me. So really looking forward to our chat. Thanks for having me again. Of course, anytime. And before we dive into the topic, I have to say that as someone who's known you since we were both in school, <laughs> I'm so proud of you and all that you've done. It is so good to see your friends following their passion. And I'm so, so happy for you. Thank you so much. It, it really means a lot. And I know what you mean because, I mean, likewise, you know, I've seen yeah. you really grow. And I remember like from the first day in school to where we are today, I think it's, I mean, easy to say that it's definitely been the most exciting journey for you and probably for me as well. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, who would have thought those two little girls? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, I remember. I literally, I, I'm not going to get into the anecdotes because no. I think that <laughs> let's let's keep take that uh, secret to our grave. Exactly. But uh, yeah, I think it's it's really exciting to see and grow up with friends since you're literally like little kids to where we are today in our thirties yeah. and following our uh, professional calling, choosing to do what we really love and following our passion. So I think yeah pretty exciting yeah. yeah it's great to see okay so for those who are not part of the industry what does public relations mean in this day and age i would love to get your thoughts traditionally i would say pr focused a lot on editorial content you know yeah. editorial content is of course what you see in publications magazines web news websites uh, newspapers today it's, it holds much more than just media relations, you know. So now what PR will include is there's paid media, which is, of course, your advertising. Mm -hmm. Then there is earned media, which is your editorial coverage that you have earned basically when you have reached out to the, your target media, to the journalists to talk about your brand and get them to write a story on your brand or feature your brand. In, of course, making sure while, while all at the same time, you have to make sure that the position that in which they uh, feature your brand is, of yeah. course, right. 
and then there is so shared media now which is social media which is extremely extremely important in today's day and age and it is going to continue to really really uh, be prominent in the coming years yeah. and decades also yeah. and then there is organic so mm -hmm. organic is also basically this is something that's been developed over time you know when you have built relationships for your brand with media or influencers so what happens is then you're on top of their mind so yeah. when a journalist or an influencer or an editor when they are working on a story at their end on their own and you know this is not your typical media outreach where you're reaching out to them to write about your brand this is something stories that they are organically working on because you have built those relationships you'll be on top of their mind they are automatically going to feature your brand or talk about your brand or reach out to you so that is organic uh, media so yeah. owned media is any content or uh, information that is owned by your brand or company or business so you know internal communication collaterals so for yeah. example your company newsletters that is an example of owned media yeah and everything so, sort of goes hand in hand together exactly exactly so you know all of this in today's day and age falls under the pr banner and uh, what happens now is i think because we have so many uh, opportunities right so many different ways in which you can really shape your pr message so it kind of offers the various public relations of officials or pr teams a wide range of options in how they can really communicate the message uh i mean i would say has it changed the meaning of pr or you know the delivery of that message i think while today's pr professionals we're all i think very tech savvy and mm -hmm. not just pr professionals in general i think now the generation is very very tech savvy right yeah but for a public relations official you're also going to obviously make sure that you're co constantly keeping a tab on trends yeah so you're going to be tech savvy you are trends focused but at the end of the day you are going to really still concentrate on shaping the message because that's how you are going to earn the trust of the audience and you're really going to move the needle on how your company or brand or business is being perceived in the marketplace yeah, yeah. and like i said earlier of course lines are blurring uh you know between advertising marketing and uh hardcore public relations but now you know it's become very interesting because you'll see a lot of pr companies today are not just offering typical pr services yeah. you know they are offering creative services also like video production event planning on developments brand marketing media planning and buying and yeah. content creation and stra influencer strategies of course so yeah. that's where you know i think the it's kind of shifted a little today yeah and over the years you know being in the industry we've seen this shift because how internally companies bifurcate different departments so earlier we had offline marketing online marketing correct uh, or digital marketing and then we realized no we actually living in a digital world so it doesn't matter the platform marketing should just be marketing uh, and uh, uh, then it became social media versus yes. you know all the other channels and then we realized no 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 we are living in a social world uh, now you know it has to be one team or sort of one uh, cohesive message that goes across platforms <laughs> you know i get what you're saying kanchi because earlier yeah. you are right it was yeah. very set 
So we have an advertising team, we have a marketing team, we have a PR team, we have, you know, yeah. there were very, very set rules. I've, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, we can call it rules, we can call it segments. But I think all of that has really, really changed because yeah. a publicist today is uh, doing all of the roles that even an advertising agency probably was earlier. Yeah. So a publicist is also managing your social media handle. A publicist mm-hmm. is, of course, handling your relationships because that is the first principle of PR, right? Yeah. What do you do? You basically, it's all about your relationships that you really need to build. Mm-hmm. You're nothing without your relationships in PR. So right. be it with media, be it with journalists, be it with a community or be it with influencers or yeah. tastemakers. So that's what you really bring to the table, right? But other than that, today, I have to make sure that as a PR profession, I have to make sure that I'm ready to take on an event also. I have to make sure that I may be able to help with a video concept for my client. I'm also looking at branding and marketing collaborations, maybe, you know, or or co-branded collaborations across branding. channels. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So today, for example, I can be a very cool uh, fashion brand who wants to partner with a very cool, say, tech brand, right? To offer, like, cool wearable tech. So mm-hmm. that's also kind of, this is also kind of the relationships and knowledge and expertise and also enabling that for your brand and client. So all yeah. of this now is also covered under PR. Yeah, we've moved away from silos. Absolutely. Uh, next yeah, you, I don't think sure. you can afford to be in silos anymore, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned that digital media uh, and platforms and, you know, even algorithms are changing so rapidly mm-hmm. um, and they will continue to change. That's how the world works. We will, we will evolve. Um, it's even hard sometimes for experienced professionals to keep up, let alone somebody who's new <laughs> to the mm-hmm. industry um, or somebody who's just starting out um, or has a small business. Uh, what advice would you give to them about, uh, you know, telling stories about their brand uh, out in the public? I think uh, for somebody who is starting out in the industry or has a small business, I would say that first and foremost, uh, they need to get a few fundas in place first. Yeah. So one is that they need to know their consumer and, uh, you know, what their demographic really is, who are they targeting, and because in PR, what happens is there is no one size fits all kind of a policy, you know, for sure. An effective PR strategy is the one where you know what your messaging of the brand is and how you convey it and to whom are you reaching. So I, I'll make it easier. So let me give you an example. So now mm-hmm. suppose if you're a brand which is targeting a very super young audience, right? So so that's so one thing for you to know is that they are very very cued in on social media right Mm -hmm. and they are very well aware of digital first brands so you need to think about how will you reach this youth or how will you reach this kind of a young audience right yeah and so firstly to begin with if you're a new brand you may not have the targets of hiring a pr agency or a partner right yeah so what what you should do is you should know what are the various touch points for your consumer so what you know right from your website to social media pages these are your touch points right so first and foremost i will say make sorry your messaging 
is very very clear and it's kind of uniform across all your channels that are facing the consumer so your be it your website be it your social media page your social media page in itself is a huge platform and uh, tool for you to get started with when it comes to pr yeah. so make sure you're telling your consumers a thought through message there should be definitely consistency in your story there should be consistency in you making sure you post the content on your social media page because that in itself is your first tool before you even think of you know investing in pr yeah uh, when when i say investing in pr is i mean like a pr agency or a pr professional so that's something that you know you can start with when you're starting out small so make sure you have a thought through plan for your social media so plan in advance plan your content in advance so that you're consistent in your communication so i would say bank your content yeah for at least weeks if not months in advance because then you're ready to go live at any time so these are this is the first thing that i would uh, tell somebody who's really starting out young in terms of what they can do consumer is king trust me even for pr that's why a job of a publicist is to make sure that you kind of bridge that gap between the brand yeah and the consumer and the outside world make sure the messaging that's reaching them is very thought through and right i mean right is also the wrong word i would say but you know it's a thought through messaging that really conveys your brand's values it's intentional it it's, is yeah it's not just that you're posting something you're saying something just for the sake of it you know you need, really need to think through as to like you rightly said what is the intention what is the purpose behind it what are you expecting people to do once they see your message uh so yeah so i think there's just a lot of thought should go into uh, every piece of communication so that's i think very very good advice yeah and you know like i said earlier you need to really see right what your demographic is who you're yeah. targeting so another example would be uh, so obviously you know like i said there is no one size fits all right so different brands mm-hmm. tend to focus on different mediums also based on sure. their needs so it's not necessary that social media is your go to first you know sort of pr vehicle if you're looking say at an older generation much yeah. older generation you can also look at doing a mix of traditional media because yeah. trust me that is also still effective be it print yeah. or digital because it's if a respected editor is talking about your brand in you know in kind of the light that builds a really high good solid perception then that in itself lends to uh, credibility right yeah for your brand for sure. yeah so choose your vehicle choose your medium basis what who the consumer you want to reach and you know it could be as simple as uh, okay tomorrow uh, i have to reach uh, some, i have to reach in cochin i have a store opening there for example and i want to reach to the masses in cochin so what mm-hmm. do i do first of all you need to make your audience comfortable talk to them in their language yeah so that's where your vernacular medium will come into play vernacular press will come into play and you make sure that you target your local publications there because that's what's being read there right that's yeah. what the that's what the uh, the people who are living in that town or city that's what they're reading that's what they're consuming so make sure you speak to them in their language so that they understand and they also appreciate the fact that you've taken the effort yeah to do this go one step ahead to go that extra mile i would say for your consumer yeah and understanding the consumer also takes time i mean there's only that much we can 
gather from research that we do over time and it's okay to take that time put in that investment as your brand grows to really understand what ticks with your consumer so that's okay too so it's okay to also experiment a bit 100% um, definitely yeah. there is yeah. you know there is it is about experimentation you rightly said it there is no right or wrong yeah and also i mean you have to keep learning right as you grow even yeah. in your, even as a brand even as a pr professional you have to i mean i mean for me personally if i i wouldn't have learned so many things in life in my career if i hadn't made mistakes right yeah so yeah and i think you rightly said you know, need to know your audience and you need to kind of establish a foundation that's grounded in insights so do your yeah. research over time ensure that whatever the products or services you're offering does it actually make sense for your consumer is it something yeah. that actually are, are people even looking for it are you filling a gap yeah and will they be satisfied with what they're being offered yeah so quality of course will matter you can be the most competitive priced product or service but at the end of the day if your customer quality is not good customer service sorry is not good or if you say a product quality is not good then they're not going to come back right so automatically you'll know and if you feel so you know where does the publicist really come handy here kanchi uh publicists should be your eyes and ears for the brand because yeah. they have a window to uh you know to the consumers also and they have a window to the press to taste makers to influencers so that's where a publicist should also use the knowledge and become the eyes and ears for the brand because then they should go back to the brand to tell them that okay you know what this is what the press thinks of the brand and this is what the analysts are hearing from the end users because what happens is when you somebody who's sitting in the brand they'll be so immersed mm-hmm. that they will not be able to see from an outside point of view that's true that's and that is what the publicist can really help with yeah is a 360 degree view from top top exactly there. Yeah, so that's yeah. what that, so a publisher should really use that knowledge to kind of support the development or tweaking you know so to speak of offerings that will actually really really make the end consumers and the marketplace happy yeah offer them yeah. delight if you want yeah. if you may, if i may say so yeah so that makes a lot of sense so that's that's i think uh, one of the other advice i would say then uh, i think another lastly i would like to say is that you know focus uh, on outcomes over activities so like know what yeah so be an be outcome driven basically what is the kind of a headline that you would like to really see for your article for your brand what is the perception that you're trying to create and what are the kind of actions that you really want to see through your plan through your pr So you've been in the industry for so many years, uh, but I'm sure people have a lot of misconceptions about what you do, or, or I'm sure you get a lot of interesting questions <laughs> when you're trying to explain to people what you do for a living. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Okay, so you know, I think very often what I feel is that the role of public relations is very, very misunderstood, mm-hmm. or people forget actually the role of public relations. they tend to think that it's just press release journalism or media relations but actually it's much much deeper than that and it's much more than that media relations is just a tiny part of it i won't say tiny but it is a part of it there is yeah. you know we are managing and planning events 
we are of course handling media relations and uh, there is a lot of internal communication that the pr team has to handle yeah. there is your digital and new age media you have to handle the reputation of your brand in the consumer's eyes in the media's eyes there is a community relations community relations also is a is an important yeah. part of it because you are going to be helping and navigate your brand in building that community you know of tastemakers influencers people who think alike to kind of become advocates for your brand Mm-hmm. and then there is of course very 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 important crisis communication oh, yeah. i mean definitely in my career the first thing that uh, you know the first person who a brand or business reaches out to when they're in a crisis is the pr team for sure so i think that kind of sums up the broad buckets of what somebody thinks that a pr person done versus does versus actually what they do yeah but you know kanji i'm also going to make it a little interesting and uh, add something i won't say funny but uh, yeah i mean amusing or funny whatever you want to call it i'm giving you this uh, view keeping in mind the industry that i have been servicing in the last right. decade so in you know in the fashion luxury and beauty domain so you know pr for some reason it looks very glamorous to the outside world you know people literally just think that my job or a publicist's job is just attending these fancy events and brushing with the best of beauty and fashion brands or products <laughs> and you know we have it all but what they yeah. don't know it's like and... emily in paris <laughs> <laughs> exactly what about oh, all the disasters <laughs> but i want to know how do all her campaigns go viral how do all her marketing campaigns do so well <laughs> she's the it marketing girl from america for apparently sure, for sure. i really don't know how do they go viral and and also she has a very very strong uh, uh i think social media following herself yeah which she definitely uses to advantage which i think yeah. uh you know that's i mean I, i'm laughing right now we're laughing right now and uh but it's true you know if uh you are your own brand too anyway so i was saying that you know people genuinely think a lot of people just think that we are attending events brushing with the best of beauty fashion you know oh my god you're a fashion week and this and that but what they really don't know is what is the behind the scenes work that we are doing oh yeah you know it, it is a lot of effort that we are do- putting in to really put that messaging out there and making sure that you know there is that perception that is consistently good in the consumers or media's eyes kanche it is a 24/7 job and we are yeah. always switched on and i yeah. genuinely mean that so yeah that's something i think that people really need to understand <laughs> that it's not all fun and games of course there are fun and games too yeah i have had yeah. some of my best social interactions i have built some of the closest relationships i've built in my life over mm-hmm. the last decade you know finding colleagues in this industry who have become some of my best friends or finding yeah. mentors and uh, but uh, definitely i mean that's one part of it the reality is that it is a 24/7 365 12 kind of a job so yeah take it on only if you're ready to put in this much uh, time and effort and your heart and soul and everything Yeah, not for the faint-hearted, but definitely mm. a lot of uh, fun and definitely rewarding. for the passionate-hearted, uh, if I may say so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely for the passionate few. <laughs> yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah, okay. That's great. Do you want to talk about Emily in Paris? <laughs> yeah, so I was just saying, you know, I think the one takeaway for me from that show was and the only reason I think I saw it one of course it was entertaining and who doesn't like seeing Paris on TV. Oh, yeah. and a very beautiful girl i must say uh, lily collins uh, but uh, you know i think a, a good takeaway for any brand or a business owner or a founder is that you are your own brand hmm so if you have a social media presence i mean firstly if you don't have it in today's day and age why don't you have it i mean yeah. okay fine if you want to be a, pri- a very private you're a very private person i get it but if you are comfortable then you should definitely definitely build your own social media page because you are your own brand and consumers want to see the real human connect they really mm-hmm. want to see who is the person behind this amazing brand and doing amazing things yeah or you know and even in like bad times they want to know who is this person making these mistakes they want to feel connected they want that yeah. human connect so the more human connect you keep the more real it will be for the consumers and that's what they really appreciate today the audience the consumers even if they're coming to your page just for content and it's not for commerce yeah, human connect true. will always be appreciated especially in today's day and age where we are constantly so focused on our devices not bothering about who's sitting around us just you know glued to our phone screens totally guilty myself yeah but uh, it's true yeah it's yeah, very true it is especially yeah. in the in the last two years these yeah i i like yeah, i tell my friends you know who have uh, uh, two of my best friends have actually started uh, their own uh, brands you know indian homegrown mm-hmm. brands in the last two years and and it's and both are very very different from one another but i always encourage them to make sure that they are constantly wearing their brand because i tell them that you are your own brand yeah. ambassadors you're wearing your brand you're carrying your brand you are your own publicist so you got to talk about your brand on your social media page and build it like i said i think uh, that that's one takeaway from me for emily because you know because she has a strong social media presence mm-hmm. she's able to leverage it right as a true yeah. marketer or a publicist for all her brands and clients true so today even for me like on my own page uh wherever i can i always try to talk about if there is an interesting campaign mm-hmm. we've done or you know if there is an interesting launch or if there is an interesting read or you know because at the end of the day your job is to not just build relationships as a publicist but also it's the business of information as well so That's you have true. to keep reading and researching and gathering knowledge and all the information which you can then in turn make it handy for your clients or brands yeah. or your own team etc yeah so yeah so i think uh, that was the emily part <laughs> <laughs> okay now let's shift gears a bit um, okay. and let's talk about the world of influencers because you've definitely worked a lot with influencers over mm-hmm. the years mm-hmm. um so besides their reach um what else do you look for before engaging with them you know that's very interesting because uh i think there is influencer marketing first of all it's a very strong game now you know Mm-hmm. it's become a very strong part of pr campaigns and why do i say pr why do i say that it's a part of pr because it is important to build strong relationships 
even with these influencers and have them trust your brand which is very similar to what you would do with journalists earlier right yeah build strong relationships get them to understand your messaging get them to trust your brand because at the end of the day just like how you would with any media you're going to tell your brand story through their eyes and platform true so that's one so firstly i think to start with uh you know you have to start your p- campaign planning by finding influencers that ha- that you know there should be a synergy between that particular influencer's voice and your brand's voice mm-hmm. because otherwise there will be a gap and yeah. if suppose what the influencer is what their core focus is or what their branding is or what is the kind of content they really uh, you know offer to their audience or followers and suppose it's it's suppose there's a huge gap between what they kind of offer their audience and between your product or service or your brand is then what's going to end up happening is there'll be that gap and when they are talking more on their platform it won't sound authentic neither yeah. will it add any credibility to your brand and their followers are not going to buy into it because it's not something they are used to seeing their uh, the influencer they're following really promote or not just promote like even talk about or have that belief system right so say yeah. for example if say a travel blogger okay never ever not once in their life has ever shown a mere interest also of say a lipstick or a beauty product ever yeah but you really uh, you know push them to talk about lipstick that that's launched or something like that the audience might not buy into it because yeah. they'll say that this person has never ever even remotely shown any inclination to you know make up or talked yeah. about it and and i'm not even talking about just paid campaigns i'm talking about a lot of influencers also capture their day to day content right or yeah. what their what a day looks like in their life so True. their audience is watching and the audience knows that what this influencer is up to of course it's only the amount that the influencer wants to share on their page but you know the audience is smart they can gauge yeah yeah so yeah uh, one thing that i definitely want to kind of talk about before i even get into the further metrics or further you know kind of factors that i consider when i'm looking to lock in influencers for a campaign i think you know if uh, we're talking about inclusivity or diversity you know mm-hmm. and if it's important to you or your brand you it has to translate into your influencer strategies as well and okay. what i feel is that you know we should value inclusivity as a non negotiable and diversity as very integral because the amazing thing of about working with influencers or content creators is that you're really able to reflect your real community through them so it's going to open you up to so many more different people of you know varied interests niches and communities so what's better than that so that's the reason why i say that you know you should definitely i mean value inclusivity and diversity both and they both and it's very very important i think and it's non negotiable for sure inclusivity should be non negotiable and diversity should be integral and i think that's not only part of a campaign or working with influencers i think in business in life absolutely of course right important. now i said influencers because you were yeah. talking about influencer strategy yeah. but yeah. it should come through across all your channels and like i said your messaging 
has to be consistent across all your platforms and touch points be yeah. it when it's going out in the media being a, an influencer being your brand's advocate your social media pages your website your so it has to translate through everything your own teams yeah for sure so it starts from there in fact you know company culture exactly very yeah very very important yeah. But yeah. if we are to uh, come to, if we are to look at now some of the factors to consider for a campaign planning for influencers, mm-hmm. uh, I think not just for from their point of view, influencers' point of view, but even for the brand, it's very important to understand that what am I looking to achieve from these influencers when I'm collaborating yeah. with them, because all our campaigns, Kanchi, are going to have very different objectives, you know. Mm-hmm. Every campaign of yours is not going to be the same. It's not going to be a cut, copy, paste job. Yeah. So suppose if I'm looking to reach a very mass audience, you know, then reach virality, conviction, with mm-hmm. which an influencer can talk, and the their skill, they should be able to talk about my product or service, and of course, diversity is definitely going to play a huge role again when I want to reach to a mass audience when communicating my influencers because. look at the length and breadth of india especially in a country like ours yeah so you know if you have to reach the mass masses these are some of the things you know reach virality conviction skill diversity so these are some of the things that i'm definitely yeah. going to look at in in addition to the obvious things you yeah. know like engagement etc yeah. now if i'm launching a new brand so what am i going to have on top of my mind new audiences right that i need to acquire yeah we need to get new audiences introduced to our list or even existing uh, i mean suppose if i'm launching a brand from the same group then i can of course i may have the advantage of kind of using my existing customer base but what if i'm a tiny little small brand starting from you know a little tier 2 town in yeah. any part of the country or tier 3 town and i'm definitely going to be looking at a whole new universe out there so that's that's where i'm going to really look at what are the different kind of platforms that are come come into play because each platform is going to have its own strength and this i'm talking about keeping in mind i'm launching a new brand huh so remember mm-hmm. that each platform is going to have its different strength different audiences and you know even if the same influencer is across these different platforms you know say somebody is say an influencer is on instagram also but on youtube also and there may be overlaps of few between his or her influencer i mean sorry instagram or youtube audience but at the end of the day there will be a sub a set of audiences that are new on both platforms and at the end of the day i will get that cumulative reach through that yeah. uh, influencer so i think uh, that's very important and of course if you're launching a new brand you also need to make sure that you uh, if it's a product tangible then you need to respect and send it to the influencers a little ahead of time so they can test try and play it out that's yeah. another factor that i think you should always keep that in mind it's only fair and uh, i think another uh, part another uh, thing that i keep in mind when i am planning a campaign is to of course we should know who our consumer and tg is right Sure. because that's how you're going to devise and plan or think of your campaign so say for example we all know that gen z is extremely savvy social media is their jam mm-hmm. they are modern shoppers they know what they want 
So a very clever communication with Gen Z influencers who strike a chord with this generation will definitely, it's definitely going to be an approach that I would consider when I'm looking like, say, a youth or a young audience. And, uh, and the reason why I say that is because these young Gen Z influencers, they are talking real time with their audiences. They are responding to each and every comment real time. So the engagement rate is so high and you know the higher the engagement rate is of an influencer the more the follower set is going to be is likely to listen to them or their recommendations yeah. or you know even maybe get convinced to perhaps try a new product or service that they're talking about yeah and so, it's about now uh, these influencers don't have followers they have communities built around them. exactly Especially Especially in these newer platforms that are coming up, you know, you've got Discord and Metaverse and, you know, where you've got these mini communities uh, who are very, very passionate about certain topics and what they're doing and, you know, who they, these community leaders are, I think they're more than just followers and influencers. Absolutely. It's all about building a community. Yeah? At the end of the day, even you as a brand want to build your community. No? Yeah. So, and I I completely agree with you. And so, you know, I think here also, like how I said earlier, even for influencer campaigns, again, it's not going to be a one-size-fits-all approach. And I think you might have heard me saying this a few times, but this is very, very true and very important for people to keep this in mind, publicists and PR teams. How has the pandemic changed the beauty industry, do you think? Um, so, you know what? I'll give you my own example. Mm-hmm. I feel that I have definitely become a huge online shopper. And I say this because of my own habits that I have seen change over the last yeah. few years, two years. Yeah. You know, earlier I would always go to a store to test out a beauty product and then shop for, you know, a beauty or a skincare mm-hmm. product. And especially if I was to uh, invest a little on the higher side. But now I have seen myself picking up the most expensive foundation or a serum online in addition to all of personal and body care products. So personal body care and grooming has become a norm only now. Like it's it's normal that I'm going to be ordering that online. And what also happens is uh, why I say even about the makeup and etc because i've noticed that a lot of online platforms are so you know it's not just the consumers what right it's also the brands so a lot of online platforms are offering such cool tech integrations where you know one can try various different makeup shades virtually so it makes the consumers purchase also easier right so suppose if you're on a site and you're able to kind of see what the uh you know lipstick shade is looking on you how is it looking on you won't it be easier for you to buy it? Yeah. And even in general, I think even without virtual try-ons, I'm, I have seen myself now just going for it and ordering makeup <laughs> and skincare and beauty online. Like, trust me. Yeah. So I think that's one. I would say that uh, with the pandemic, a lot of attention I've seen has been paid to at-home grooming and self-care yeah. routines, you know. And because of which we're all shopping a lot more products like skincare, masks, grooming tools, self-care kits. And this is, I think, it's going to continue to continue to boom huh, in the industry yeah. for sure, I feel. And one thing that I personally am very, very thrilled about, 
I wouldn't say thrilled, but I would say I'm not going to complain about is that everywhere we know, uh, sanitization and overall hygiene levels have been elevated, right? Got see the pandemic, and especially salons and spas because they're so you're so up close, right? And everything like there is a lot of like constant touching of things and products and tools, etc. So I definitely am happy that uh, the hygiene levels and sanitization levels have become better here. and uh, up, and i think now they are more and more particular about appointments and following and making sure that the customers come ask for the appointments so that there is no crowding mm-hmm. so personally i think that is a blessing in disguise that's uh, happened thanks to the pandemic for me personally beauty has become more holistic than it used to be mm-hmm. i think now it's about uh, the mind body and soul more than just outer appearances correct um and i've seen that also as a trend that's picked up uh, and i hope that's a good trend I-, i like that as a trend i hope it's here to stay yeah and i hope it's not just yeah. a trend anymore it becomes like a like a norm. philosophy and like a norm yeah what is the biggest lesson that the pandemic has taught you i think if the pandemic has taught me anything kanchi it is to never take anything for granted never Be it your loved ones, your family, friends, parents, of course. When I say friends and family, or uh, even a friendly face of your neighbor, and or a job you're in, you know, don't take anything for granted because life is very uncertain. We've seen how much loss we've all suffered in the last, and when I say all, because I literally one degree of separation, two degrees of separation. I know somebody, everybody who's lost somebody or the other close to them. Yeah. and i've seen so many people who unfortunately lost their jobs overnight you know so it's so uncertain that you should not take anything for granted and uh, i think uh, what's also it's also made me realize that you know how much of a human connection we tend to take for granted because True. of us busy schedules but and you i think we all kind of appreciated the human connection much more this last two mm-hmm. years because you know either you were isolated with your loved ones and you had the you were trust me you should be grateful if you were isolated with your loved ones yeah. and i for one i'm so lucky that during these times i was isolated uh, when we were in the lockdown mm-hmm. i was lucky enough to be with my husband kartike and uh, because you know kanchi i i it's i still think that if i was to do it alone no i wouldn't have been able to manage and i'm not talking about the housework or anything huh? i'm talking about emotionally mentally you know i really personally i wouldn't have, i don't know how i would have gotten through it mm-hmm. that and i think the beauty that i saw also uh and although it happened for the wrong reasons i i think we've really seen people come together Yeah. In this time, to try and help each other out, you know, in whatever little yeah. way anybody could manage, I'm not saying okay, everybody did, but at least we know that you know if you were to generalize it, most people did. So you know, even if it was like neighbors or friends sending food to families or homes that were in COVID mm-hmm. isolation and who are who were struck by the virus. So you know, I personally, I know I've sent food to so many of my friends who and their families who got COVID. and it's not that i'm doing it to gain something or you know to get that applause or you know brownie points no because you feel right so everybody was trying their best to do something or the other people or organizations were coming forward to help with medical supplies 
especially yeah. during the second wave, which was, I think, the hardest of the waves that COVID has seen so far. So yeah. I think this whole in this together, no, it genuinely had a meaning in this together. Yeah. And it wasn't just some tagline of a campaign. True. So it was. it's sad yeah. that it happened for the wrong reason, but at least you saw that some beauty of humanity, you know. Yeah. And uh, lastly, I feel the pandemic has taught us all, maybe me, maybe everybody to be patient for sure. Because, yeah. you know, nothing was under our control, right? We didn't know what was the, what was happening for the virus for the longest time. We didn't even know whether there will be a vaccine. When will it end? True. Will it end? Nothing, nothing, nothing was in our control, right? It's still so, going on. It's still, it's going, still on. going on. So all we had to or all we are doing and can do is to wait and watch. So I think... True businesses learnt that individuals learnt that everybody learnt that uh, patience i think uh, has definitely i'm sure has really really been uh, it's something that i feel a lot of people have definitely uh, learnt how to become patient in this time so these are some of the things that i feel personally that uh, i would say that i've learnt from uh, the pandemic Manini, this has been so insightful and it's been like a PR masterclass wow. <laughs> uh, for me <laughs> and I've been in the industry, in the marketing industry, uh, but I'm sure for everybody listening as well, this is going to add a lot of value uh, to what they are doing. And for everybody who has a new brand that they've just launched or who wants to uh, tell stories about what they are doing about themselves and their brand. So the first step is to know your consumer, know what uh, resonates with them, know their likes, their dislikes, uh, and most importantly, know uh, their touch points. Uh, figure out uh, what you want to say to your consumers after that. Make sure that the messaging you craft is uh, consistent uh, it's intentional and most importantly, it highlights the USP of your brand or whatever you're offering. Um, and then, yeah, go out there, be fearless, experiment and, uh, uh, you know, experiment and learn. Fail. It's okay to fail. Uh, so, so yeah, so Manini, thank you so much once again uh, for taking time out of your schedule and speaking with me. I've had so much fun. Likewise, I think, thank you, Kanchi. I think uh, you summed it up pretty well. Very, very well. And I think uh, I'm just going to add a point to that. That sure. uh, also make sure you know your competition. Guys, sure. whoever is listening. Always study your competition because you are. that's how you're going to really add value to your consumer by offering them that something different that your op opponent of competition may not be offering. So never under underestimate your uh, competition and take an interest and learn learn and read about others and you know what do yeah. they do where can you differentiate and be very very patient be very humble in your approach and so that's how i think you'll end up building a great story end up telling a great story and uh, thank you Kanchi. i think you summed it up pretty well and i loved our conversation today Thanks for making me comfortable and so, so comfortable. And uh, I really genuinely hope that whoever is listening to this, you're able to take away something, even if it's a little something, it'll mean a lot to me. So thank you to everybody who's taking out the time to listen in today.
Thank you, everyone. Catch you next time. Okay. Bye, guys. Thanks again. Bye. Bye. our listeners thank you for your ongoing support do subscribe and follow us on instagram and linkedin and check out our website inkaprojects.com if you would like to work with us do leave us a message there once again it's i n c a projects.com we will be back very soon with a new episode on your favorite podcast app have a wonderful day